Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Houndcast. We're so excited that you've tuned in with us uh, for another episode. We hope you enjoyed our first one, and I know you all are looking forward to hearing from our special guest today. I'm Amanda Manza, the Director of Alumni and Parent Engagement at Moravian, and I'm joined by my co-host, Justin. Hi, guys. For those of you who were not able to tune into our first Houndcast, my name is Justin Dorenzis, and I am the Assistant Director of alumni and parent engagement here at Moravian. And today we have another very exciting guest joining us for our second Houndcast. Thanks, Justin. So just like he said, we are super excited to have Dr. Katie Desiderio from the Economics and Business Department with us today. Hi, Katie, how are you? I'm great, Amanda and Justin, for having me. Absolutely. So how are you doing? How's your family doing? You know, we all have had so much change lately and I know you have as well, being a part of the Moravian family. So how are you doing? Great, we're, we're doing well. Um, we can't believe that we've been transitioned now for, you know, eight weeks to remote access. But one thing, you know, just in the Moravian way, we haven't skipped a beat, you know? And so um, we're progressing on and kind of meeting challenge with change in really exciting ways. Absolutely, that's awesome to hear. Uh, Katie, can you share with our viewers your role at Moravian? I know you wear a lot of different hats at Moravian, but for some of them that may not know you, can you share a little bit of information about what you do uh, for all of our students here? Sure. So um, I've been with Moravian since 2009. Um, this was a second career for me. I worked several years in corporate marketing um, before deciding that I just fell in love with this adjunct teaching gig that I had in the evenings. Um, so I still work as a faculty member and I love my work with students. I also work as the Assistant Vice President for Corporate Educational Partnerships and the ed Executive Director for Graduate Business Programs. All right, you are definitely busy then. <laughs> indeed, indeed. I wouldn't have it any other way though. That's good. Can you tell us a little bit about um, kind of your expertise, your areas of study, what, you know, research kind of interests you? Yeah, sure. So um, I have my doctorate um, in leadership, specifically in human resource development. And all of my research and work is tethered to human performance. And so specifically looking, you know, in the work setting and how we can optimize performance outcomes. Um, that kind of factors into the teaching and my approach to teaching. Um, but also in looking at gaps in literature and the overlap of um, different disciplines um, and how we're kind of encouraging human performance at work. Very cool. I feel like right now that's, you know, a really neat topic to look into, especially with so many of us working remotely. Like what does our performance look like? Have we increased productivity? Has it decreased? You know, there's so many factors um, that are affecting us right now. So I feel like that's got to be a really kind of neat area to be looking into and to be hearing about and learning about from your other colleagues that study this as well. So that's very Indeed. cool. Indeed. Yeah. So uh, when we were kind of discussing what we were going to talk about today, Katie, you had brought up this idea of supported stress. And I think we all are feeling stressed, um, probably in a lot of different ways. I know, you know, I'm, I'm still working, but I'm working remotely. And so there's certain stressors that I think, you know, I feel with that. And I know people who are furloughed or laid off or that type of thing, and they're probably feeling 
stressed in different ways. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about this idea of supported stress and, and what that is? Yes, yeah, sure. So um, I, I want to go back to, you know, just the um, understanding of my discipline, right, in human resource development. The mantra of the discipline is performance through learning. And so I share that because as a prelude to what we'll talk about today, this idea of learning never ends, right? And so, um, you know, even as you think about being an expert in a discipline, for me, in this time, specifically as we think about the factors of stress and the implications of stress on human performance, it's important to continually assess what's changing, specifically in our environment. And so, as we think about the notion of supported stress, oftentimes people hear the word stress and they raise their hand and say, yeah, I'm stressed, right? <laughs> I have so much going on, right? Um, and we always think about stress as a bad thing. And so it's always, um, I, and I really should start recording this, when I come into a class and I say to students, hey, surprise, we need stress. We need high challenge. They're like, oh, you know, she's crazy. Um, but, but what I'm talking about is the healthy form of eustress, right? So when we think about stress as humans, we often think about distress, right? And distress has a lot of, um, you know, implications that really um, will not encourage positive performance outcomes. So I don't want to confuse the two. But when I'm, when I'm talking about supported stress, I'm thinking more about the healthy form of eustress where we're in a space that we feel supported and safe and like we can be more vulnerable in the face of learning, right? And so in this time specifically, there's a mindfulness component there of us taking a step back and really assessing where we are, how we're feeling, what our interactions are, where we need more support, and then being willing to ask for it, right? So that's kind of the key. And, um, and I love that you invited me to be here because even in, in the realm of this, right, the hound cast, this is so Moravian, right, to say, hey, remember us, we're here for you, right? Don't forget, while you're being furloughed or working from home or, you know, perhaps an essential employee that's going out, you know, and putting yourself at risk every day, to think about the implications of the feelings of stress and where you need those support functions to help you move forward. I think, I think that's such a neat topic to kind of hear about and to, to really think about and wrap your, your mind around it because we all, yeah, we're feeling so many different emotions right now, um, you know, and I think we all, we all need that support and the, the, the different, uh, you know, aspects of that. So I think that's really kind of a neat idea. Uh, mm -hmm. And Amanda, you, you brought up the idea just now of, um, of our feelings. And, and so I think it's important for us, I, I referenced the movie, uh, the Disney movie Inside Out in a lot of my teaching as well, because, you know, oftentimes the message there can, can be lost on people, right? There's, a, there's really important messages for us to think about as we think about the movie Inside Out, right? So it's about a little girl and these emotions that live in her mind of joy, sadness, anger, fear, and disgust, right? 
and seemingly joy wants to be the hero, right? Wants to keep sadness over here and keep disgust over here, right? But as the movie progresses, and I don't want to, you know, spoiler alert, I'm going to tell you how the movie ends, right? Sadness becomes the hero of the movie. And so in this face of stress, as we think about how we navigate emotions, it's really important for us as humans to know that we need to experience all of those emotions. Every single one of them are important, right? We just don't want to live there, right? So how do we find those support functions in the face of sadness? Sadness became the hero of the movie because the little girl ended up leaning on people, strengthening her relationships during sad times, right? And so as we build relationships and nurture, right, these areas for support, right, how does that kind of channel us to feel the feelings of joy, right, that, that we strive for? Um, and so, so to give ourselves grace, right, in this face of challenge, right, high stress, for, for us to navigate different emotions. Absolutely. I love that movie, by the way. So I'm glad that you brought that up because I think the first time I watched that, I was like, this is such a good way to kind of put all of those feelings into to think about it. And especially for, you know, kids, I look, you know, I have a, a niece who's just about four and like you do, you see all these different emotions in her and, and I'm always like, oh, does she understand this? Is she, how is she processing all of this and everything? So I, yeah, I love that movie. It's such a, it's a good one. Like most Disney movies, it makes you cry. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Katie, thanks so much for, you know, really drawing on the relatableness of how our alumni and, and viewers today can really utilize supported stress to help them out, right, in this very difficult time. And uh, during planning session um, of this Houndcast, we had referenced the R2C model, right? The Recognize, Reflect, Connect model as part of not only a structure that you utilize in lectures in your courses, but also on the larger scale, uh, human resources development platform, right? How can that model support supportive stress? And what do our viewers today need to recognize regarding that model. Yeah, I love that you asked about this, Justin. So the Recognize, Reflect, Connect model is one that I use in all of my teaching and really in the way that I just mental map, right? As I think about recognizing what, reflecting on how, and connecting with why. And, and one of the things I love about that is it's really tethered to, to the mission of Moravian, right? Which is to prepare each individual for a reflective life fulfilling careers and transformative leadership in a world of change. Surprise, right? Our mission, right, very much is coming to life, like right here, right now. So how are we thinking about, um, you know, this opportunity to really reflect, to, to recognize what? What's happening in our environment? What's happening in our workspace? What has changed, right? So those identifiers of having awareness with what is happening with us is so important to how we will approach it, right? And so in the reflection piece, that's the, the how, right? So what's the action orientation for us to think about, well, what resources do I need? You know, it, even as we think about the use of Zoom, um, in the first week that the college decided to move to remote access, 
I oversee our graduate business programs and we were moving all of our classes in the new semester, right? To start our eight week semester, we were moving to remote access. And I had faculty members who had never taught class via Zoom, who had never had to access, you know, the use of our learning management system, Canvas, um, on a full-time basis, right? To use it as a resource, as a supplement, yes. And so right there, right, there's an identification for us to know that we need to increase ability, the knowledge, skills, and attitudes for those faculty to feel supported, to know that they can do this. And that really took, um, you know, the, the, um, an effort of many people from many different departments to come together to say, what do you need? We're having seminars and sessions. We'll hop on Zoom calls with you, right? And that, that factors into the how of people kind of having the self-efficacy and the belief in their ability to do it, right? To meet this challenge with change and then be able to carry out a semester. And, and so I ended up sending them weekly check-ins, you know, with just little motivational clips of things that were happening, asking them to check in with me on what they needed, reminding them of the support of our instructional design team. Um, and they did it, right? So this is week eight, right? They closed the semester. And for many of them, it's like, how are we celebrating this win, right? You just did it. For many people who even thought like, I don't have the interest or I can't. Yes, you can, right? And in a supportive environment, that's the piece, that's the sweet spot, right, of kind of the reflecting on how we could do it. And then in, in the connection piece of why, it's tethered back to the mission, right? Um, when, when the mission was written um, in 2015, the, the notion of preparing each individual was not just about the student, it was about each individual that's part of the Moravian College family, every faculty member, every staff member, every student, every alumni, every community partner, right? So how are we all coming together to encourage this growth in a world of change, right? And, and this is a space for us to really test that. And my heart smiles as I think about the approach that the Moravian community has taken to really do that in, in really meaningful ways. And so in Recognize, Reflect, Connect, right? How are you coming down to the why of purpose? And are we fulfilling our purpose as a college? Um, I would nod and say, we're doing a pretty good job. You know, I, I feel really proud to be part of this community. Great, thank you so much, Katie. Sure. Katie, so do you use the, um recognize, reflect, connect model in your classes and, and kind of how do you do that? I do. So I use it in my undergraduate and in my graduate classes. And, and mostly, you know, I use it to help connect theory to practice, right? Um, to simplify things, right? And how could specifically for graduate students, how are we taking this back to work tomorrow morning? But in all of students writing, I organize their writing in this recognize, reflect, connect. Recognize what's happening, reflect on how, and connect with why. And the connection of why, um, for me, um, it, was a, it was an encouragement that I really wanted to kind of fuel the metacognitive process for students. Um, but I also know that that becomes a motivator, specifically with our adult students, is 
that there's no busy work, right? And we know this with, um, you know, people in our, you know, our colleagues and, you know, people that we're working with across the campuses, when people understand why and they're able to connect with the work that they're doing, there's an engagement piece, right, that's triggered of, of kind of deepening the sense of contributions, right, knowing that your contributions matter. Um, and so, and two, in this, in this space of high challenge and change, in a supported way, people believing that they can or being more willing to take risks because they know that people have their back, right? They know that there's a space that's safe for you to take those risks and, and make a couple mistakes. Absolutely. I think that's such a good way for right now to kind of help yourself think about what's going on and to process what's going on to really take the time to sit back and, you know, reflect on how much has changed with work, with your kids, if you have them, with being home, you know, what's going on in the world to really reflect about that, um, you know, and, and understand it and realize then how you can still be connected, still be a part of, you know, what our new future is going to look like, what our, our lives are going to look like moving forward. You know, I feel like things are changing on such a weekly, almost daily basis, you know, that I think it's important to have tools like this to sit back and, and to be able to process everything. So I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, share this with us and uh, give us a little bit of knowledge about this. So thank you so much for that. Um, as we wrap up here, Katie, is there anything else that you would love to share with our viewers before we close out? Yeah, I, I would love to just remind everyone that, you know, this that you're doing is such a, a representation of Moravian. And so, you know, lean on the Moravian family um, during this time of high challenge, you know, use the support of our community in really meaningful ways. Um, that's the Moravian way. It's something that, you know, makes me proud to be part of the community. Um, but, but even more than that, and I say this often to students, and I just said it in my note to students in the video that I recorded to those who are graduating, is I want to prompt everyone with the notion to fall up, right? So in this space of supported stress, really, um, you know, think about the idea that we will continue to fall in life again and again, but choose to fall up, choose to learn, choose to grow, choose to learn as you grow. And remember, when you call one hound, the whole pack comes running. Thanks, Katie. That, that was very well put. And I really appreciate that because it, and we really do want all of our viewers and especially our alums, you know, to know that we, we're still here. We might not be on campus. We might all be in our homes, but we are still here. And the Moravian that they know and love continues to exist and will continue to exist, even though uh, we might not all be together. So I appreciate that. Katie, if any of our viewers uh, wanted to reach out to you or to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Email. I mean, email me anytime. All my contact information is on the website or they can reach out to one of you mm -hmm. and you can connect me. Um, I'm also active on social media, but I love to connect with the Moravian community. So I welcome that. Fantastic. Perfect. Well, we will make sure that we uh, share your uh, faculty page on this podcast so that everybody can find that information if you're looking for it. 
Thanks so much for joining us today, Katie. We so appreciate it. Um, and we want to thank all of our viewers for joining us for another episode of Houndcast. We hope you have a great day and go Hounds.